Hey guys, it's Tim Shorts from Gothridge Manor doing a lunchtime podcast. Almost pre-lunch. I'll be getting lunch here pretty soon. Not that you give a crap. Uh, first things first, congratulations to Mr. Hobbs for getting his any nomination. I hope he wins it. I will be voting for you, Jason. Uh, even though you didn't show up a game last night because now you're all famous, big, fat, and famous and everything like that. But that's okay. We won't hold it against you. But I think it's a well-deserved nomination. He's done some really good work over the past year with his uh, um, podcast. And, of course, even Screed. I think he's doing some real good stuff with that, too. So congratulations, Jason. I hope you win. And bring it on home for the OSR, bud. So my topic for the day is nothing. (laughs) I don't have a topic. Basically, I'm just going to ramble about my uh, gaming stuff last night. I had a double game last night. I uh, played with my friend Ken in my campaign I ran. His little hobbit uh, got into some trouble. uh, The previous session, he was in the top part of this crypt, and then he kind of went down into it and everything was fine, but uh, um, he lost, there were six people and four came out alive. Two were, two were, there was like a elf with, who had adopted three humans and two of those, now he's down to one human little child that he's raising because two of them are dead. So, and he almost, could have lost uh, another hireling. It was very close, uh, but it was it was fun because I mean because that cost. I mean there was I'm definitely letting things go. I mean some people think that if death doesn't have a meaning or something like that, then it's not fun. But I I understand that, but I also disagree with that for my game. I mean for your game, absolutely that might be exactly what you want. But for my game, it it definitely has to have that chance of finality at any moment and because to me without that then there's there's not enough risk for me or not enough you know challenge or tension whatever you want to call it i i like having that every time you turn the corner that could be the last corner so uh so the dice rolls are all made out in the open i think what ended up happening with one of them uh the way i'm playing it right the house ruling it is just a. Um, if you roll in that 20, then you get double damage, but that also applies to the critters too. So I always let the players vote on whether we use that rule. Sometimes the variance, you know, I give them a choice whether they want to do, uh, crit rolls at all. If not, that's fine. Uh, or if they want to do double damage or if they want to just do max damage. But whatever they decide also applies for the monsters or the opponent, their enemies or whatever. So, and so, yeah, so his one little hireling just got obliterated by a skeleton rolled a nat 20 and then I think did like 10, 12 points of damage. So, but then he gets, so how I'm doing experience points for the game is I was still kind of fiddle 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 but what i guess i decided to is we're giving experience points for nearly everything so monster experience points which seems to be the lowest one so far you got so you get your experience from monsters and it doesn't necessarily mean you have to kill them it just means like you know handling a situation 
Um, and it doesn't even have to be successful. You could actually lose, but as far as I, you know, sometimes your best lessons are the ones you fuck up. So those, so I give experience points for those. Experience points for exploration. So when they come upon a new site, I give some experience points for that. I would give experience points for magic items. I give experience points also for money spent, which seems to be the biggest one right now. The funny thing is, is it's actually, you know, it encourages players to spend their money, but then it, you know, depletes it pretty quick, so they have to go out and get some more. So, so far, you know, it, you know, it hasn't been that far in, but it seems to have been a, uh, a benefit or at least an interesting aspect to the game so far. So, and then I get also give, we'll give experience points for when like a chapter or when a sort of a, a completion of a mini story arc or something is completed, then you would get like a, an experience, experience points for that too. So I think this was our fourth session and I think he's got about six, 700 experience points. So it's, it's kind of a slow crawl. I mean, he hasn't found, you know, a ton of stuff yet or, but it's kind of at the pace that I like, uh, but they, they could get a big bump, you know, if they find the right things or go to the right place. Because sometimes, uh, you know, the, the big bad magic item isn't always protected by the big bad monster. Sometimes the big bad monster had it and bad stuff happens or somebody accidentally ends up with it that's not so powerful. So... Uh, I, and I do have a little bit of that element within my game. So sometimes you can basically just fall backwards into something that might be a little bit more potent than you expect or is not equal to the challenge that was had, which is, I think I spoke about before, about challenge or like encounter balance. It kind of goes both ways because some of the encounters are going to be kind of a little bit more easier where some of them are going to be difficult, but the the treasure value sometimes is not, you know, is also going to vary also. So sometimes when you defeat a big monster, it might be little treasure, and sometimes when you defeat a little guy, you might have more than you expect. So the other thing, let me see, let's see with that. Uh, oh, and then the second game I played in, Matt Jackson was running a, uh, was it Marvel... What is it called? Marvel something? I don't know. It's a Marvel, the old TSR Marvel uh, game. And I'm playing this robot guy with uh, a brain in a globe or something like that. And when I was rolling on my character, I rolled really well. I, I have like, uh, I don't know, two rate. It'd be almost like I have like two ratings, the highest you can get, and then two at the second level you can get or two or three at the second level you get and so on but i roll really really high for a lot of my stats so right now even though i have powers i don't use my powers because i can punch people better i can punch them in the nose and, and we were playing uh we got our superhero group the power platoon i believe is our name and we're back in 1930 was it 38 or 39 no, it was 1941, because it was right before Pearl Harbor. That's right. And we're invading this, of course, secret Nazi compound in the middle of New York, because that's where Nazis hang out, their secret compounds. And they had the super soldier serum 
And so we uh, punched a few Nazis. I think I killed one. No, I know I killed one. I punched him so hard. He flew out in the balcony and then he fell down 91 floors. So I'm assuming he, he died. I can't verify, but he may be dead. Uh, and then we got attacked by these, uh, the super, some, I guess they were super soldiers that were in this, the serum part or whatever. And there was like three of them. They all looked like Rick James to me. So all I was hearing was like super fly. Um, that was a lot of fun. We had a good time. It was, it was fun. It was good to, to change. I kind of, I did a discussion about changing the genre up a lot too long ago and it was fun just to kind of just play goofy heroes and just punching things. It's really not, it, I'll tell you what, the hardest thing about the superhero game is not killing people because you're so overpowering and everything. Because, like, when I punch people, I do, like, 50 points of damage. Well, usually they only have, like, 20 or something, like 10 or 20. And even when I don't kill them, they fly out of buildings at very high levels and fall down so so i don't know so would i lose because they're saying i lose karma for killing people but did i actually kill him because it's actually gravity's fault not so much mine i'm going to justify this i have an argument i think i might have to figure out uh my angles and go with it but yeah i'm, I'm going to blame that death on gravity i only punched him if he would have if gravity hadn't got Involved, he would have just been laying out on the patio. He wouldn't have fallen down 91 floors. So, but again, I can't verify that he's dead. He might be perfectly fine, sunning on Boca Raton. Who knows? Isn't that where Nazis go? I'm not sure. So, and let's see. The last thing I've still been working on my spell stuff. I talked to the guys on Wednesday, or no, it was Tuesday, and just trying to work out the tweaks. I'm, I'm basically trying to get the Vancian system to do something it wasn't meant to do. I'm shitty at doing rules to begin with, but I'm going to fucking do it anyhow. Just going to play test it. So basically, I'll give you the quick rundown of it, but I'll do more about it later. And like I said, I'll try to do a handout. I've been converting spells. But first of all, my game, spells will be treasure. You just can't, like when you level up, it's not like, oh, well, I'll take this one, this one, or this one. It's sort of like, to me, it's if a fighter gains a level, he doesn't get a new sword, you know, he, you know, so. But what it does, though, it also, the way I'm doing it is, is these spells are scalable. So when you go up a level, all the spells that you have increase in power. Now, a lot of spells are built that way already, which is already, it was just convenient. Um, but what I'm going to be doing is splitting them up into, like, uh, spells don't have, like, level requirements. They're basically, if you if you can cast that spell at first level, if you can cast Reincarnation at first level, you can cast it at first level. I got no problem with that. Part of that is is because people never get access to them because we don't seem to play games to that high level um, anymore. And... Uh, the other part is, is I just want to have the, the mages have the flexibility. Is it going to be as powerful as it was before? Now, reincarnation is a powerful spell. You know, you're bringing people back from the dead. Okay, but think about it. If you have one spell that can bring back the dead, but, I mean, how many spells can, like, kill multiple people? 
So you think about it, eh, you know, the destruction spells still have it. So I don't mind having it. And plus, there's so many fucked up things that can happen when you get reincarnated. You can turn into, like, you know, a beetle or something like that. Or, a, um, like, a, I don't know, a halfling frog or, a, I don't know, different things. You get that random table, which would be fun to do. So uh, so I'm going inter- to introduce that. And then the other thing about it, I'm talking about it even though, but... But uh, it, I'm going to introduce like a thing where a first level mage gets one spell plus their intelligence bonus, which could be one to three. So at, at first level, they could have four spells at the ready. Now, they may only have like um, one spell slot or whatever. And the other thing is they don't have to memorize it. I never liked the memorization thing. It's just they they have they know how to do it, but they just have to uh, recover. They only they only have the ability to cast so many spells during a day, and then they have to recover. They don't have to relearn the spells; they already learned them. They went to school for that. They took notes, you know. They gave the teachers apples and got put in the corner when they were bad. So they know the spells. They just need to re-energize themselves. They don't have to memorize them or relearn them or anything like that. So. I think that's about it, guys. Wow, it's already 13 minutes. Um, I'm out of here. I hope you enjoy the weekend. I'm freaking tired. I need a nap. I need lunch, I guess. So take care, guys. Roll better than me.